0: family and friends of Larry, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. God the Holy Spirit inspired St. Peter to write these words in 2 Peter 3 verse 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. This verse is Larry's Confirmation verse. Now, Many people, many of you know him to be either Cork or Corky. Uh, Many in our church, it seems, have called him Larry, and so that's what I got accustomed to calling him. Larry once told me that when he began his uh, practice as a vet, he chose to go by his given name instead of his nickname, and he also told me he wished that was something, a decision he would not have made that he would have continued to go by his nickname. Uh, I will primarily use the name Larry because that is the name in which he he was declared to be in his baptism when the name of the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit was placed upon him on that very wonderful day some 83 years ago. Now of those 83 years in which Larry lived uh, long and productive life, I have only known a small portion of those years, and that is but these last six years. And people that know him would will know him as bright and accomplished, I would say well-liked, and, as I saw him, above all, a Christian, one who confesses with his lips the word of God. He even talked about when he would have his Fridays at McDonald's, sometimes Questions of theology would come up. People would discuss differences in religion, and he, too, would be unafraid of stating what he believes, teaches, and confesses. For two decades, our community relied on him to take care of our animals, and our church had relied on him to faithfully take care of our finances by serving as treasurer for many years, a task that is often goes unthanked, but it is one of the more challenging tasks that our congregation faces. It was rare for two weeks to go by when I would be at church during the week without Larry stopping in at some point to maybe get the mail, maybe to run a few errands, perform various tasks at church, help the trustees with the work that is being done, or simply to just stop in and say hi. And we would talk for just a few minutes or sometimes even an hour. There's so much to fondly remember. No doubt he will be missed by family and many friends. I will admit I miss him very much already. And your memories of Larry will continue to live on. When God added him to his family through the waters of holy baptism, God declared what baptism is and does for him, and that is, Larry was declared to be a holy one, a saint, covered with the very righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, even though Larry, as I saw, tried to live a saintly life, it is true that none of us can truly live a saintly life on this side of the grave. The scriptures teach that all of us have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. He was a sinner, I'm a sinner, you're a sinner The Apostle Paul was a sinner. The Apostle Peter was a sinner. All people are sinners, for all have inherited the sin of Adam and Eve, the sin that they committed by eating the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. But that is exactly why God sent his only begotten son. That is why he sent Jesus into this world. That is why Jesus told Nicodemus that he would be lifted up on the cross as Moses had lifted up that serpent. That was a reference, by the way, to a serpent. The serpents were biting the Israelites when they were in the wilderness, and they wanted God to do something about it. Moses prayed to God. God said, put the serpent up, and when they're bit, then they'll be healed immediately upon looking at the serpent. So just as that serpent was raised up and brought healing and life to God's people, so also Jesus was lifted up on the cross, bringing healing and life to us taking away our sin. Jesus shedding his innocent blood as the ransom payment for all of our sin. And so in Christ, through Christ, we are reconciled to God, our Father. The gates of heaven are now open to us. We have access to heaven. We have access to our Father. And we rejoice in that. In this message, It is this message that Larry relied upon throughout his days. It's confirmation verse one that I must admit I've never considered using before for confirmation but one that as I've reflected on it these last few days I absolutely love his verses again says grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I attended a conference this past week and one of the things that they talked about was education that was a main topic the Christian education and and one of the things that was noted is that confirmation is often treated like graduation. Once you're confirmed, people feel that they all then know all that they need to know and that they can pretty much move on with that chapter in their life. But well, let's look at the example of Larry. He did not stop growing at his confirmation, nor did he stop growing at his various graduations that he went through, but he continued to learn. He seemed to enjoy new challenges. It was fascinating to watch him uh, use Excel to keep track of all of the church finances and to learn new tricks about how to use that program. He was the first one to tell me that fiber was coming into town and and he was excited to be signed up for it, but I don't think it ever made it down his street uh, to this day yet. Most professionals need to continue taking classes. I have no idea what classes Larry took to keep on advancing his skills with his veterinary science and work, but I do know that he kept on taking classes at church to keep learning the Word of God. In addition to reading theology, he attended our two weekly Bible studies, and he continued in that to learn God's Word. As Martin Luther put it in his preface to the large catechism, a topic that we covered once in Bible class, he wrote, Christians, especially pastors, should steadily keep on reading, teaching, learning, pondering, and meditating on the catechism. Catechism, by the way, is the text of the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. Luther continues, "...and they should not stop," that is, learning, pondering, "...so they should not stop until they have tested and are sure that they have taught the devil to death and have become more learned than God himself and all his saints." that's when luther gives people permission to stop learning and advancing in their christian faith which basically means never we never get to the point when we can stop growing in grace and in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ the very things that larry is reminded of as he considers his own confirmation verse a man as bright as larry remained a student listening attentively to the word as it was preached and taught in the divine service and in Bible study. Perhaps above all others in our congregation, Larry regularly talked to me about my preaching and my teaching, highlighting what he found interesting, bringing up things that I had said months ago, and sometimes, which I very much appreciated, offering some helpful criticisms. Also, I was looking at some of our church attendance records from the last year. Just five of our members had perfect attendance here at this church. I'm sure some have perfect attendance uh, on Sunday because of going to other churches. So I'm not counted among those five with perfect attendance here because, well, I do get vacation once in a while. And Larry was one of those five who had perfect attendance here. Does this mean that he earned his way into heaven because of how much time he spent in the church and serving our Lord and all the good that he did and all the learning that he had undergone? Or does this make him holier than thou? By no means. The only way we can get to heaven is by grace through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. He is not better than the next. Instead, he would readily admit his condition that he is a sinner and he knew the only way to eternal life, and that is through Jesus Christ, his Savior. So Larry came to the place where Jesus meets sinners, where he absolves them. That is, they're declared to be without sin, for the forgiveness of sins is applied to them. This, it is where Christ teaches sinners through the word, and where Christ feeds sinners the body and blood of Christ. That way Larry would continue to stand in the grace of God, grow in faith, be forgiven, and receive the crown of everlasting life. Today is a very sad day as we consider the reality that death has separated us from our loved one. But today is also a joyful day for we know that Larry has gone to be with the Lord. It is also joyful when we have the opportunity to go to the Lord's altar to receive the body and blood of Christ. For when we do so, we are communing not only with our brothers and sisters in Christ who are present in our church, but we also are reminded that with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we are participating in this feast of joy. And so even in our grieving, we can take comfort in the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. After all, Christ is risen. Death could not contain Jesus in the grave. Satan had no power over our Lord Jesus and so on the third day, Jesus rose victoriously from the grave. And this victory is granted to all who abide in Christ. It may seem so final, when we bring Larry's body to the cemetery at Blackburn for burial, we know that we will not see him again in this life in the way, the life that we know it. But in that life to come, when we join all the saints in heaven, we will be with our loved ones again. And that gives us joy. And it gets even better. Because just as Jesus himself rose from the dead on the third day, so will all who have ever lived. So when Jesus returns on that last day, he will raise all the dead. And all who abided in Christ will be raised to everlasting life. Larry's own body will be raised, and it will be raised in perfection. His soul, which is now resting with the Lord, he's with Jesus in heaven. His soul will be reunited with his perfect body and he will live forever with Christ and with all the saints on the new earth that Peter writes about, in which righteousness dwells. What joys await us. What marvelous hope we have in Christ. What blessings God grants to sinners. This as we will sing in our closing hymn, shall be our confidence. Jesus is our confidence. Psalm 23 speaks of these blessings that we have even in the midst of trial. Christ Jesus is our good shepherd. Jesus leads us in the paths of righteousness. He comforts us. Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Yet... We also testify in that psalm we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We know that Jesus must use his rod and his staff on us and that there are enemies of the gospel who will oppose us. But in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For we know, as it is written, that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so with this confidence in Christ, knowing that Jesus has triumphed, believing in the hope of eternal life, I commend all of you who grieve Larry's death to our Lord's gracious keeping. God is with you. The forgiveness of sins that Jesus earned for the entire world on the cross is yours by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. The hope of a happy reunion in heaven awaits you. And so God be with all of you and bless you and keep you as you take comfort in Christ's resurrection and the eternal life which is granted to all who abide in the saving word of Christ. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life.